Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. For this interview, I'm speaking with Bill Kersija. Bill is the owner and founder of Professional Success South, a professional sales training and business consulting firm. Welcome, Bill. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's definitely a pleasure to be on an episode with you. Yes, especially uh, as we were catching up. Now you are where I used to live, and I'm kind of in the general area that you used to live. So <laughs> yes, we we it's flipped been pretty spaces. cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So can you share a little bit about your background and what led you to what you're doing today? Yes, of course. So uh, a little bit about my history. I, I grew up a uh, middle-class family. I was the younger sibling, had older sister. And uh, I think they referred to it as the wealthy man's family, you know, the husband, wife, and the, the two kids, daughter and son. And I kind of always felt, you know, quiet in the corner, lost in the shuffle type of uh, environment. I wasn't extremely outgoing and I struggled with public uh, interactions, uh, whether it was just with friends or classroom environments. I always wanted to be in the back of the room and, and kind of hide and blend into the woodwork. But as I, as I got older, I forced myself into uncomfortable situations. And the first experience that, that I experienced in that realm was uh, selling imitation perfumes on the streets of Philadelphia. I answered an ad and yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I answered an ad and I found out that, uh, you know, I wasn't going to be an assistant manager of this big company at 19 years old. I was going to carry a box of 20 bottles and try to sell them for, for 20 bucks a bottle. And it forced me to walk up to strangers and introduce myself and kind of pitch them, right? I didn't know what a pitch was at the time, but it, it, it gave me that, that push to, you know, get out there. Uh, yeah. So it was, it was interesting. From there, I transitioned. I, I went to trade school, went into the military, spent eight years in the military where you have no choice but to communicate and, and be outgoing. Uh, yes. So it's, it's definitely, and especially where, where you're located, you, you probably run into a lot of military type people. So yes, um, husband's former army as well. Oh, awesome. Oh, I love talking. Um, being out here on the, the southern coast of California. We're surrounded by Navy, so it's an interesting environment for an Army guy. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so through my military career, I, I really learned discipline and structure and and all those different attributes, and then transition into the retail world, uh, automotive sales to be exact. And I really, definitely had to you know exert myself into situations, but. I, that's when I started to really apply, you know, what I've learned, my experience, along with the discipline and the structure, and finding out that, you know, communication isn't just something that we happen to do, right? It is something that that is a skill. It's a it's a trait. It's something that can be practiced and learned, and and you can become better at it by paying attention to it. And this was something that was a shocker to me that we didn't ever discuss this in grade school, high school, uh, along those lines. Even I went to Penn State for a little while and 
you know, there was a communication class, but that was radio and TV and that type of structure. But we never discussed normal interacting, normal communication between people and what happens with that. So that's what developed over time. I've been in the, the world of retail for the past 20 plus years and transitioned over those years into the world of uh, training and consulting and coaching. I, I, I enjoy the difference of coaching and training. Training to me is you're telling someone this is how you do it, when you do it, where you do it. Uh, coaching is an interaction between two people on finding the best way that someone can learn how to master something with a, a given a take environment. So that's where I'm at now. Just really enjoying the, the journey and working with people and organizations and, and businesses of all different of levels and, you know, learning myself as I'm helping others learn. So it's interesting. Wow. What a journey. Yes. A little yes. <laughs> long-winded, right? <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, what an amazing journey. And uh, and I know you do a lot of speaking and training and coaching on communicating with confidence. Matter of fact, we had discussed, I think you're going to speak to some high schoolers about it shortly after we're done here. <laughs> yes. After, you know, later on this day, I have a, a class that I teach. It's an online class. It's a platform that's out there that gives students the ability to take classes that are not offered in our standardized educational system, right? So we don't go to high school and and receive classes on, you know, checkbook, how to balance, how to do all these things. We we kind of did when I was in school, but that's been eliminated in most uh finan- most schools and educational institutions. But we never had a class to talk about the normal interactions. How yeah. does it work? So it's to me, it's extremely important because there isn't anything that we do in life that does not require interaction. And interaction is many forms. We tend to think of it as a verbal, a you know, a communication, a you know, sta- sitting, having a cup of coffee or a conversation like we're having right now. But with the adaption of all the social media and everything, people are always talking about, oh, you know. The youth do not know how to communicate anymore. Well, you know, we were never taught either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so I, I can't go along with that statement uh, wholeheartedly, but I can say that there, there is truth in that, right? And we communicate a lot through digital, through, you know, now pictures and video. And I would argue to say that our youth is learning how to communicate on a much higher level because of technology than we were ever taught before technology that we have nowadays. And, you know, it's important for them to understand that, meaning the youth and as well as anyone from middle age to elderly. You know, my 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 family lives on one coast and, and we're out here on the other coast. So so my kids interact with with their grandparents and everything through Facebook and you know, all the different platforms out there. So they have to understand how to communicate on it as well. So, so yeah, the confidence, that makes sense. Oh, sorry, the confidence part comes in practice. So back to my military days and, and you'll definitely understand this statement in the military, 
we did practice every single day. We woke up, we did PT every day. We everything, no matter what your job was. I ran a motor pool. I had a team of mechanics, and you know we did our PT, and then we had structured all through the day. And then we would go to the field, which is our training exercises, and practice war. We're preparing so that when something happens, we don't. It's not a reaction. We've already been through it. We just know what to do. Muscle memory. It's just you don't panic, right? Right. So, so how do we do that with communication? Well, I did it by, and not knowing it, applying for a job that put me on the street with a box of imitation perfumes, right? And just walking up to people, that was my practice. Well, now we know that you there are so many different exercises and training and like with the classroom later on today, the students have to share things. They have to, you know, personal things. They have to uh, open up because there are many forms that help you communicate better. And that's not just talking like I'm doing now, but listening. And do we understand the power in listening? And that's, that's an important part of the communication and learning how to listen, how to, you know, where to focus, drink water. Water helps you listen. It's an amazing concept, but it does. <laughs> you know, hydration is so important for our minds and our focus. And that's an important part. But when you say that to a 16-year-old, they're like, really? You know, so, and then when we talk, <laughs> yeah. we talk about, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of um, how much communication is verbal, nonverbal, so on and so forth, but it's 93% nonverbal. And people are like, wow, you know, I figured we talk a lot, right? Well, nonverbal actually falls in a lot of different categories. Body language is 55% of it. And then 38% is tone of voice and you know writing and so on and so forth in that realm our words coming out of out of our voice and whatnot is only makes up about seven percent we actually communicate more with how you hear my voice than what i actually am saying and that is how it resonates with you so we practice a lot of how to speak to people what words to use how to stand you know, how to walk across a room. Yeah, Have you ever been in a situation where you've seen someone walk across a room and you're like, I really don't want to talk to that person? <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of us have. Or the other situation when someone walks in the room and we go, wow, I want to get it. I want to get five minutes with that person. They look exciting. They look fun to talk to. And that is portrayed through body language, nonverbal communication, but it's also something you can practice. You can learn how to do that with confidence. And that's where the confidence comes in. We're all drawn to confidence, you know, especially in, in the world of, you know, my world of sales. You're drawn to confidence. We want to go to the person that we believe is going to give us the right information. And how do we do that? We practice giving the right information. Sounds kind of simple, but we don't practice it. When was the last time you practiced communication or even thought about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, in a long nutshell, that's exactly how we approach 
gaining confidence. It's through practice. If I wanted to shoot a better free throw or throw a baseball or hit a baseball, I would go out there and keep doing it. That's how you practice communication. Commun- talk to yourself. I wear a suit and tie. So I've always had to communicate with myself while tying my tie. You know, practice what you say, how you say it. As a speaker, speakers practice their speech all the time. And why is that? Because they want it to come across and they want the audience to feel, having a physical feeling while they're hearing their speech or their presentation or their TED Talk. TED Talk's an, an amazing platform that gives you a short amount of time to get your point across. But that platform has produced some of the best speeches that give feeling. And how that does that happen? Through learning how to communicate. Yeah. So I hear a lot of practice definitely <laughs> yeah. there, right? <laughs> Intentional practice, I, right? I, Not just, yeah. Correct. I wish I wish there was a a button you could switch, but honestly, it's it's not that simple. <laughs> yeah. Are there any specific exercises that people can use to learn to communicate with confidence? Yes, there definitely. It's it's have a partner. Uh, if if you have someone, it could be you know uh, I have a house full of of teenage and young adults and my spouse, and it's just practicing that 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 communication back and forth speaking, uh, open up, be vulnerable. Because if you can be vulnerable and comfortable with, with sharing vulnerability, then you can speak in front of anyone, right? Uh, you know, we don't, I don't only help people with communication as far as uh, professional life or business life, but also personal life. It's one of the, you know, we, we talk about stress between couples, right? And what mm-hmm. what causes that? And we always tend to always lean toward what? Financial stress, right? Divorce and, you know, it's tracked back to financial stress more than likely, correct? Why is there financial stress? You can track that back to they didn't communicate, right? Yeah. The husband or the wife the significant other is struggling, whether it's earning enough or paying the bills, and they're not communicating to the other person in the relationship that they are struggling. Because as human beings, we're prideful. We want to figure it out, right? Well, sometimes figuring it out is talking it out. So if you are struggling with something or not, or you share it. So that's how you practice. That is a a fundamental part of communicating is being able to open up. It almost sounds like therapy, correct? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is important to be vulnerable, right? That develops trust with others. And uh, I mean, you say, hey, I'm working on this. Will you help me practice it? And then, you know, listen to the feedback. I can see how that's definitely not therapy, but definitely helps you communicate better. Yes. And you will see a response, especially if it's a significant other, you will see a response from them where they will be more inclined to practice back at you. So you get to practice the other side of communicating and that's listening because they're going, the more you share, the more they're going to want to share. And then next thing you know, the whole conversation, you know, just like we discussed prior to this, you know, it's a conversation between old friends. Well, how do you become old friends? 
by practicing that that relationship, that communication. And you know, that's that's the key to it all. And and there are a lot of um you know, we have a whole list of things that we go through as far as practical exercises like classroom, you know, different type of activities that create a communication between uh, individuals, groups, teams, because in a, in a business setting, how do we instill confidence between a team? You know, the, how does the lowest employee, the entry level employee know and communicate with the, the owner of the company? or the leader of the team? And how do we create a clear line of communication there? Well, there that takes practice. And there's practical exercises that will create those. I know one of the ways of communicating as a child in a classroom was the old trick where you sit 10 kids in a row, someone whispers in one ear, you know, a short sentence, and they have to tell the person next to them all the way down. And then you find out when it gets to student number 10, the sentence is totally different. <laughs> <laughs> Telephone. <laughs> Correct. So, so it's a simple exercise, but it proves out the point that communication is not just giving, it's receiving. And that's the listening part. So that's where you can practice the listening. So, and then there's a, nice. whole, there's a whole list of, you know, nonverbal. So writing and how do we set in this day and age of, uh, digital communication? How do we set tone? How do we, you know, you could use two words in an email and it, it, the, the recipient of that email thinks you're either upset or persistent or, you know, along many different lines. And you, your intention was never that to begin with. So it's, it's pretty fascinating stuff when you, you start to think about how we communicate. Oh, yeah. Immense topic, right? Yes. <laughs> So now you have a background in sales. Why do you feel it's important for everyone, even people who aren't in sales, to learn how to sell in relation to communicating with confidence? Well, we're all... I know that the, the standard word of sales is, here's a product and I want you to purchase it and I want to sell that to you. Mm -hmm. When in reality, and this is what I teach sales teams... Okay, there is no difference between going to a, a car dealership or going to a doctor's office. Okay. And people look at me like, what are you crazy? A doctor is <laughs> going to treat me and da, da, you know. But think of it this way you have an you have an issue. You need a vehicle. Okay. So when you walk into an automotive dealership, you have a list of your wants, your symptoms, your wants, and your needs. Well, I need a vehicle that can fit four people. I have one car seat. You know, I drive 20 miles on the highway, so I need to get good gas mileage. There's a whole list of things that you want. Well, they're your symptoms, right? Mm -hmm. Just like going into a doctor's office. Now, if the salesperson is there just to sell you and not communicate with you, then they're going to just say, okay, here it is. This is why you should get it. Blah, blah, blah. And then next thing you know, it's just a talking about numbers. And you know, then, then the consumer, they don't feel confident and comfortable. And the salesperson is like, oh, this person doesn't know what they want. You know? And it's just not a good environment, right? Now, if you take the approach of learning how to properly listen and communicate, you can you can hear and learn from the symptoms that are told to you and apply them 
to a solution, just like a doctor does. Okay. A doctor takes your symptoms based on their knowledge and their experience. They give, they say, okay, you may have this or this, but we're going to run some tests to see what it is. Right. The salesperson says, okay, I think this fits what you're looking for and this. So let's take a look at them and see what you feel. There are really ones about your health, obviously, but other than that, the doctor's selling you on why you, you are suffering from these symptoms and this is how you, we fix it. And the salesperson is, is selling you on why this product fits those wants and needs that you have just explained to me. You know, we always trust the doctor because they put on a white coat. When in reality, the doctor is a person just like any one of us. They make mistakes. That's why we go and get second opinions. The same, you, take, you can take the same concept with any salesperson. But from the consumer side, you have to feel, and you brought this word up earlier, trust. So how do you earn someone's trust? And that's by being confident in selling. Well, how do you become confident in selling? You become confident in communicating. First, you have to obviously do your research and understand the products and the features, benefits, so on and so forth, just like a doctor understands how to apply symptoms to a solution. But now you have to learn how to communicate that by listening and applying. And that's how this is a very, very important part of our lives. Think about going for an interview. Uh, uh, an interview for a promotion, uh, how to, you know, move up the corporate ladder within your industry or your own workforce. You know, my, my wife works in an industry where they, in, they climb the ladder, they go promotion, they interview. So, well, she needs to know how to sell herself and why she is the best solution for the, the symptoms, which are the requirements of the next position. She, my wife will be the first one to tell you that she doesn't like sales, <laughs> <laughs> but she, through the many years of being by my side, she's learned that it is an important part of our life and it's not a negative word. It doesn't have to be, right? Unfortunately, it gets that annotation because there are people that do not practice how to do it, but that's really the the main key of it. But everything we do, every time we walk in a room, just like we talked about earlier, your body language, your presence, uh, you know. So no matter what walk of life, or I'll even take it to this: my youngest child struggles a little bit with classroom and homework and things like that. Well. Instead of saying you have to do this because of because I'm telling you, if you can come up with a way to sell him on the benefits of education and why it's important, then and he can see that, then he's going to be more inclined to complete the work and see a result, right? You know, I grew up in an era of this is what you do. If you don't do it, you're a failure. And that was we did it out of fear. Well, you know, our youth is much smarter than we were, in my mind, and they want to. They want a result. They want to understand what will the results be. So, if you can learn how to sell them on that concept, 
they're going to be more engaged in why they want to learn. I love it. Yeah, the ownership, <laughs> essentially, right? It, it's so true. Uh, Jocko, I don't know if you're familiar with Jocko uh, Wilnick. He's a, yeah. a a Navy SEAL. He actually, his kids go to school with my kids and a, an amazing man. And he, it's really simple, extreme ownership. We have to own it. And if we apply ownership to other people and we can sell them on that, which is sales, and then they see the importance and they own it. Yeah, nice. So now I know you've mentioned throughout uh, different uh, things that you do with clients. Can you share a little bit more about the services that you provide? So uh, we have multiple services. We work with individual one-on-one type of, you know, exercises, people that just want to expand their abilities and understanding. And then we we work with large companies that have hundreds of employees, and then we we evaluate. So we'll go in and we'll evaluate what you're currently doing. Because the one thing that that we run into a lot of times is everyone thinks, oh, you're going to make us better. Well, you have to understand something first. You're doing a good job already. So we want to understand what you're doing and how you're doing it. And then we're going to walk you through different ways you can do things a little bit better. And a lot of times it comes down to just really simply slowing down and taking the time to explain things to people. So I, I talked about a team leader and a, you know one of the lower employees. Many businesses, the vision at the top of the business is a 12-month to multiple year type of picture, right? Well, the lowest employees who were really the people that make that picture become reality, they're only looking at normally sometimes a two-week window to a 30-day window because that's they're, they're earning a living to take care of their families. So their vision's going to be different than the larger ones. So we, we, we build a process and a, a vision for the leader all the way down to the lowest employee so that they can communicate on the same level and understanding, even though Mm. they have different objectives, obviously they need to know that the other person's work and how they do it is key to creating that vision. You know, we have a lot of turnover, right? There's a lot of turnover in our world right now, as far as people working for something and then leaving and working and uh, we find that a big reason for that is because of the lack of communication. People always think the grass is greener on the other side because they don't know how green the grass is on their side. No one's yeah sharing that. <laughs> yeah, I think everything pretty much does come down to communication. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now is there a final piece of advice you'd like to share with our listeners? Yes. Uh, slow down. I'm a big believer in, I know the statement doesn't make a whole lot of slow down to speed up, right? We tend to, we live in a world right now to that, you know, what, 15 years ago, we didn't even have a smartphone and, and now we turn our phone on and we get upset if it's not the Wi-Fi on, it's not working quickly, right? Well, all part of what happens in our lives is we move too quickly. And a lot of times that's what causes conflict within communication. So just take a breath before you speak, before you have an action, before you even make a facial expression, (laughs) just consume, 
let it settle, and then respond. And you'll find that you end up having a lot more success with people in life. You know, the, I, the road rage thing is a, is a big thing. You know, we talked about traffic earlier. I, I've learned, I, I travel a lot and I drive a lot and I've learned that, you know, we react to someone making a sudden movement and a lot of times that's going to cause more problems than, than help them. So if you, you learn to take a breath, then you can find out, okay, it's not as bad as it was. So, yeah, you tackle things so much more efficiently and effectively that way. (laughs) Yes. And it's such a simple thing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us today, Bill. Well, thank you so much for having me. And it was quite enjoyable. If you'd like to learn more about Bill, visit his website at professionalsuccesssouth.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit ChristinaEans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.